Yeah, my whole life has been shenanigans. Hey everybody, your buddy Basil here, and you are listening to the Joy Spiracy Theory. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to make this intro quick here. Um, the, I, I, I'm trying to keep the energy up because I've just been driving for like 20 hours straight. Well, with a little break to watch the eclipse there. Anyways, that was cool. More about that later. Anyways, uh, I'd like to uh, let you guys know about the Patreon account if you want to support this podcast. If you, Maybe you've been listening for maybe a little while. Maybe this is your first episode. Or maybe you've been listening for a while and you, you feel led to support the project to keep it going. Because that's really the only reason why it keeps going. And for $5 a month, I mean, that's like a cup of coffee a month. You could really go a long way. Um, also, we got our Facebook page going and the Joy Spiracy Theory Prayer Group uh, Facebook group. So search for that, TJT Prayer Facebook group, and join that. And uh, there's a lot of discussion and prayer going on there. It's great. Um, if everybody can rate and review on your iTunes or your podcast player, I'm telling you, I, I know you're out there and you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'll, I'll rate and review someday. I'm telling you, today is the day. Come on. Anyways, thank you for that, if you do that. Well, this week we got Jack. The boys are back in town. We got another man here on the podcast. It's been a while, and uh, this was a great one. We talk about uh, growing up in Mormonism, uh, suicide, and sleep paralysis, as as well as joy. A lot of joy, so don't worry. It's not all scary. Um, But I'm very excited, so I'm going to keep this short. Going to let you guys... Get on into the conversation. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Hold on to your butts. Wee. Yo, is this Jack? Hey, man, what's up? What's up, buddy? Hey, it worked. Uh... Um, this is actually my wife's phone. I, I think we were trying to sign out, and I've got so many devices going right now. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> that's okay. You sound great right now. Oh, all right. Well, uh, that'll work. Yeah, it's all good. How you doing today, buddy? I'm pretty good, man. How about yourself? Doing good. By the way, we're just we're just going for it. <sighs> Why not? Does that work for? You? For you. you sound you sound tired. Before I ask you why you're tired, why don't you tell me uh, what you're grateful for today? Oh, uh, um, what am I grateful for? I'm I'm grateful uh, to be on your radio show, really, um, and to uh, be able to have this platform to uh, you know give my testimony and and what God has done for me in my life, and and not only for me but for everybody else to be able to do the same, you know, and it's and hopefully it can resonate and help others. Amen, brother. Amen. There you go. We're going to do it. We're going to do it good. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, why let's get down to it. Why you sound so tired, little buddy? Oh, man, I'm I'm stressed, dude. I've been working, I've been fighting Skype all day. I, <laughs> I had the uh I had the um freaking desktop going and it 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 uh, I was having problems with it all day, so then That's... I got the iPad and that's pretty you know, much like, well, my entire life is troubleshooting Skype. So I'm glad you got the taste of the hard life of a podcaster. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's it. It's just Skype stressing you out. You don't. Yeah. You yeah. don't got any bugs in the bed or wild animals outside trying to get in. Uh, not that I know of. Not that I know of. All right. But, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Where are yeah, you? Man. Uh, where are you from? Where are you located in, on this earth? I'm from Texas. No, um, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. North Carolina. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I. Uh, <laughs> this is weird. The only thing I know about North Carolina really is uh, mm-hmm. you can get a nice piece of property out there for a pretty fair price. <laughs> Hey, what, what more else is there too now? I, there have definitely been moments in my life where I'm like, you know what? Struggle bussing this month. I could just pack up, move everything to North Carolina, and live in a mansion. That's, a mansion. That's, Man. <laughs> this was a few years ago. I th- Now, I could be wrong. I don't know. I I don't claim any infallibility on this, but a few years ago when I actually did look at real estate over there yeah. just yeah. for fun – um, I mm-hmm. was in no way, in shape or form, ready to purchase any sort of property. But, oh, but you on. can dream. You can dream. And North Carolina was going to be the place because it was like a five-room, 3,600-square-foot house on like 10 acres. And I think it was going for like yeah. 200 grand or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's oh. about the norm here, buddy. Oh, man, it sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah, if anybody out there. a lot less, though. If anybody yeah, out there is feeling done. convicted, they can just buy me a mansion in North Carolina. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. That's not a request. I'm just opening it, opening that up for anybody there out go. there. there well, that's good. What do you do out there, bud? Um, uh, I work for a diecast company. Just working for the man. Diecast. That's so you make yeah. metal yeah. parts, metal things. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got, just you, a lot of uh, you got automotive. Those, those die-cast hands. Yeah, all calloused up. Have you ever considered uh, plating yourself in metal? Mm, well, no, but we've kind of got the running joke that, you know, if anybody gets too fed up with it, they'll just put you in the furnace. So <laughs> I'm like, that's about as close as we've come. When I was a kid, I had... What was it called? Oh, man. It's called, like, Metal Machines or something. And it was mm-hmm. a little toy where you could put pewter beads in there, and it melted it down, and you could, like, put it in a mold and make a, a scorpion or a wizard or a dragon or something. Huh. Yeah. So okay. we're both working men. We both, there you uh, go. We, we both create something out of nothing. <laughs> that's what it's all about <laughs> well that's cool man How, so let, okay let me play this game let me uh let me try to guess your age you sound a little bit younger um i would put you in your early 30s late 20s oh i'm 37 oh okay all right well that's too far off but yeah you, you're, uh, you're getting old man any grandkids yet oh god no, no. <laughs> i'm just no. messing with you yeah, I got that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Have you spent uh, Have you spent your whole life out there in North Carolina, or were you a an immigrant? Um, <laughs> no, no. I've I um I grew up. I was born and raised here, and then I I did a little bit of traveling. Um, when I first got out of high school, and just kind of saw the country and 
and did some stuff there. I lived out in uh, Colorado and, and Boston for a little bit for very brief times. And, you know, and then I, I had a, um, a small job where, where I did a lot of traveling from there as well and just kind of. A small job. What, what's a small job? Um, well, it was small and I guess in the fact that, um, you know, it was a, um, family business at the time with okay. my brother-in-law and just did some traveling, working with some like doing odd and jobs, uh, cool. for like auto store. Yeah. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. You weren't like, uh, building small things. It was, just, no. uh, maybe the paycheck was small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few small jobs in my life as far as that's concerned. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I feel cool. like that's all I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? That's how it is. It's how it is. You really got to – it's – you know, I I like to believe in the American dream where you can, uh, you can do whatever you want and you can make a living doing honest work. But the truth is there's a lot of small jobs and uh, they don't seem to be getting any bigger. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. All right. Well, so North Carolina, was that where the, the whole uh, public restroom debacle happened? Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. there you go. Yeah, we, we, at least we're known for that, too, in real estate. <laughs> you, we got to make a stand, Basil. <laughs> you guys roll over too easy out west. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, things, are out of, <laughs> things are out of control over here. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's funny. North Carolina. <laughs> Cheap real estate and mm. bathrooms where the sign is what it is. It's, yep, it is what it means, buddy. Yeah. So what's it yeah. now? I I want to get in. I want to get into the whole thing, but I'm curious about this North Carolina thing. Um, is it? Uh, I mean, it, I'm I'm assuming it's pretty majority conservative. Uh, but you know, I've done some traveling all around this country, and it seems mm-hmm. that most. M- most places are kind of the same as far as like mid-sized cities, unless you get into like, you know, some weird city that has, uh, you know, some historical, I, I mean, I guess every place yeah. has character, but, um, it seems like there's kind of a, uh, I don't know, maybe whitewashing is the wrong word, but homo- homogenization. Yeah. Yeah. Does it like that or, or you got, uh, some big fancy towns over there? No, no, nothing stands out. It is just that. It's your cookie-cutter kind of ordinary cities. You know, and it's sad because it, it used to not be like this, but it seems like everywhere now you go is just everything's getting kind of run down more and more. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter where you move or where you live. It's just kind of inevitable, and it's all by design, as you well know. I know. They're <laughs> taking us down, man. They're taking but, us down. Yeah. But that's cool. There's a... Do they uh, what are the gun laws like over there? Out of curiosity, oh, hey buddy, if yeah, it, it's, um, it's freedom. They're freedom, very lenient. Freedom reigns. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm just I'm just uh, just out of curiosity. You know, if I'm gonna buy some property out there, I gotta figure that out. You're gonna um, need guns. They go hand in hand. North Carolina <laughs> property, then guns. <laughs> they and actually then, just you know your restroom situation. So you got all your bases covered. It just comes with a gun. You buy a house, there's a there's a gun safe already <laughs> in there. Oh yeah, you'll get like three or four just out from like housewarming parties and stuff. <laughs> there's a gun. That's awesome. 
Yeah. All right. So you you were uh, born and raised there. Tell me a little bit about what that was like. What was it like uh, growing up, and what were the parents like, brother and sisters? Uh yeah. Um, I got uh, one older sister, and um, you know, grew up with her. And my dad, he's had a. I got another sister that he had in a, in his second marriage. But growing up was was good. It was you know normal. Dad yeah. worked a lot, and, and mom was home uh with us when we were younger and in our more formative years you know and just growing up doing our thing just the happy little white picket fence kind of kind of life you playing know? in the woods were you out outskirts yeah. or in the suburbs um uh, suburbs everything suburbs out here yeah you know so it's yeah we had a little bit of property not not a whole lot but enough to get out in the woods and get in a little bit of wrist cuffs with i guess but you know it was it was nice growing up you know i have definitely have no complaints there and you know um we're cool. just active church going family you know, in the mormon church oh yeah. mormon church yes there sir. we go <laughs> we got some we got some mormons in town here that's interesting yeah. what was that like i mean oh well i mean to, i thought it was normal <laughs> well yeah i'm sure i mean to yeah. preface you know growing up in anything you know really any church it's just you it's normal until it's not <laughs> until you yeah, grow exactly. up and figure out it's uh it's you know different um yeah. but uh you know the mormons they've taken a lot of heat over the past few years just um you know and and here's the thing i really do have compassion for mormons because to a secular person you know mm-hmm. it's not that much different from really any other religion um with, it is and isn't. With, yeah. Right. I was going to say with some exceptions <laughs> as that was coming out of my mouth. Um, but, you know, uh, there's been some documentaries coming out. There's a lot of – lot. they had some heat on them a couple of years ago. Just a lot of the, you know, kind of the less typical uh, theology, theological points coming out and, yeah. and people being uh, pretty – harsh as far as that's concerned but uh mm-hmm. tell me a little about what it was like growing up i mean do you wear i mean i don't want to be necessarily disrespectful to anybody <laughs> but did you wear the the secret underwear and things like that oh no 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 um you you can't just go and get those and like when you're little you just can't they they don't give those the kids those are more designated for when you're um those are pretty much when you're older you gotta those go are to big the boy school. underpants yeah, yeah, you got to really, you got to know your Mormon doctrine to get those, I reckon. Oh. Um, but not so much that as it is just um, going to their temples, doing, uh, you know, taking their covenants and and things like that, and um, and really working your way up in their priesthood. Um, it's just almost like different levels in in there. I Interesting. guess for, for a, a, a lack of better 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 terms, but, right. Yeah, you yeah. know that's that's something you notice with a lot of uh, belief systems, more Mormonism and what and belief systems like Mormonism is, and I think this is what makes it, I think, appealing to a lot of people, and people stick with it for so long, even though you know they may be having doubts or questions, mm-hmm. is when there's that like built-in hierarchy with a solid path to like leveling up. I mean, I play yeah. a lot of video games. So when you tell me when you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, like you just spend your that time leveling up your Mormonism level. 
Well, yeah, but it it's it's they're very close knit and they're very you know squeaky clean, you yeah. know, um, on the outside and appearance and things. So from that standpoint, they would fit in well with any other like Christian, you know, because sure. they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't they're not known for that. No you caffeine, know? no Coca Cola, no coffee. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, hardcore. Nothing. Oh man, who are you telling? Like, yeah, I can't <laughs> hang now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Sorry. did you like it as a kid? Obviously, it was kind of all you knew, but you didn't have any, uh, no big complaints, no funny business going on? No, yeah, I, I you know, I, I was, I liked it, you know, it cool. was, it was good, yeah, um, yeah, pretty much up until I, but, you know, it's like I, I went till I was just like, I don't know, maybe preteen, if that, you know, and, and then like, we kind of become more unactive. But everything I learned from my whole life being raised up into it just kind of it stayed with me and always kind of resonated with me. Interesting. So I always kind of, you know, carried their their beliefs on me, even though I may have not always practiced them in my later years. Sure. Well, but, that's that's definitely yeah. how it is. I mean, you're you raised with something no matter what it is. And it's it's hard to shake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Most and, definitely. And that goes for a lot of things. Uh, I lived in a small town when I was younger. This is just an example of the of how far you will carry things. There is a. Mm-hmm. I lived in a small town when I was younger, and it had a tiny little airport, a little private airport that you could basically just like Cessnas and stuff would come in. And mm-hmm. I asked my dad. I said, "Why don't we? Uh, why don't we fly out of that airport on our next trip?" And he's, and I was like, "Can." Do they do big planes there? And he's like, oh, yeah, they do Learjets and they do 747s. And he was obviously just messing with me. But <laughs> but until I was like 25, I believed that they were landing Learjets on this like 100-meter airstrip. And anyways, I just held on to that for a long time. So if I can believe in this fantasy airport for so long, yeah, you know, things like, uh, you know. Uh, spiritual beliefs stick for a while longer than that. Yeah, they tend to. They tend to do that, don't they? So how old I, – I got a couple questions. So how old were you when you guys became inactive? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, first that. That will influence my next question. Um. Yeah, I was probably – 12, 13, maybe. Okay, so a little yeah. bit earlier. You didn't have like a lot of time to do a lot of sneaking around and 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 uh, getting into shenanigans while being in the church. Ah, not really. No. Not really. I was a good, squeaky clean kid. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Right up until about twelve, thirteen. That's kind of how it lasts. Now, yeah. why why become inactive? Why kind of stray away? Sounds like you guys had a pretty good deal. Um, well, it was just, um, it wasn't so much me personally as it was just the whole family. Right. Um, you know, then it was like there was problems in my parents' marriage and things just kind of started turning south and, you know, and it was just, it was slow and gradual, but yeah, you know, that was when I was like 12, 13, something like that is when we slowly started becoming inactive and it just got increasingly worse until, you know, my dad eventually um, him and my mom split up, you know, right. and did and went that, about their ways. And that's a, that's a big no, no in the church, isn't it? 
Yeah, it it, it is. It is. Yeah. But um, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I you know, I don't want to get too personal here. You can totally tell me to to oh. do a one eighty if I need to. But <laughs> um, was it kind of? Could you tell like maybe your mom wasn't into it and your dad was into it? Maybe that was there like a imbalance oh. in sort of the devotion to the Mormon Church. <laughs> well, I think they they believed in the church. Okay, but you know, I think. As time kind of went on, um, uh, I, I think there were some compromises in beliefs. You know, just they're giving in to, you know, things that the church didn't really uphold. Like, you know, my dad started smoking and, and things Ooh. like that, you know, which sounds rebel. Light, but then it's right. It's And then it just snowballs into other things. And I'm not saying like all of the differences in, in the marriage was all one or the other. Right. But, you know, they slowly started having rifts in marriage and then inevitably that forced them just to kind of compromise their values that they held within the church. That's and interesting. That just kind of snowballed from there. And, and, you know, when you when you have those compromises, you're not going to go to that church. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Just because of ridicule and everybody's eyes, you know, and especially if, if you've been inactive for a little bit and then you come back and then it's like, oh, well, where have you been? You know, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, and again, I don't have any first-hand knowledge or even second-hand knowledge. It's all just kind of what people on the internet have told me and what I've read about, and you know, Facebook mm-hmm. nonsense, really. So you can maybe you can clear up if there's some things oh, that yeah. aren't necessarily, uh, you know, mm-hmm. common. But uh, sure. you know, I mean, when you get married and such. Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of talk about having spirit children and being married in the afterlife and making oh, yeah. populating planets and yeah. things like that. Well, um, it's um, yeah, it, it's it's they tell you part of that on the surface, like okay, when the when the nice missionaries come to your door, you know, that's one of their draws to you. If if you're not real familiar with it, was okay, well. Our church, we believe that um, you can be uh, sealed together and be in a family union unit in the afterlife. You know, so I'm like, don't you love your wife? Don't you love your children? Would you not like to continue that with them in heaven? And, you know, on the outside looking in, who would say no to that? Of course. Right. And and but then, OK, and then it's just kind of brushed off from there. And it's like, all right, well, you don't really get into the details of it is never really even talked about that much. It's just kind of little things are kind of implied. I, I, I learned, you know, more about some of the far out stuff, you know, later outside of the Mormon church than what was taught in the Mormon church. You just kind of get the, the nice glossed whitewash. Right. Answers, but and then you, you got to think, well, how does these things happen? And, and you don't really but, get those like, kind of upper level secrets maybe until you make your way to a certain level of priesthood or something kind of kind of now again i'm not here to not here to bash anybody (laughs) i mean everybody's got thoughts about everything but it sounds a little bit kind of like scientology or something where there's like secret information Mm -hmm. that you don't really get to know until later or masonry Maybe. Well, of course, yes, <laughs> yes. We could um, do all sorts yeah. of parallels. Well, I, I don't know if it's so much that as it is because the information is there 
but you just got to know the questions to ask. And if you don't know the questions to ask, then, then you're not going to get those kind of answers. Yeah. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. I mean, they don't, I mean, these things aren't really talked about in depth, you know, with the whole spirit children and, and things of that nature. But you are later taught that, okay, I mean, some of the, the far out theologies, you know, from what the outside person looking in would, would think are a lot of them are true. You know, you're, you're told that you will be a God. And basically what that is, is just, um, like, you know, with your family that you're still together with in their temples. Okay. Well then you'll have your own planets and you'll be just like Jesus is to us, you know, because they look at Jesus as, you know, um, God, his son. You know, so right. we would be just kind of like that. And I, I mean, you, you know, the the hubbub, the deal. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too too much explaining it. No, no, you know, no. Too I, many people already know these things. I certainly am not asking for like an expose, but I am curious because <laughs> I've never been in a Mormon church, nor has anybody mm-hmm. who's close to me. I mean, like if you go in on a. Don't they do Saturdays, right? Or are they Sunday? No, they're Sunday. They're Sunday? Okay. Yes, sir. So you go in on a normal Sunday, like what's a what's mm-hmm. a Mormon sermon like? Or what's a service? Um, well, it's pretty pretty quiet, very very low key. You sing some hymns that just are just they're they're better to sit through. They're all like just very just monotone, very low key. Right. I don't, it sounds bad, but something you'd hear at a funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's kind of like uh, organ and uh, kind of like the but, classic church hymn when you know you see in a movie or something they'll just be singing along, yeah. rolling along. Yeah, exactly. And well, they have like you know their their bishopric, and then um, those are pretty much the leaders over your your church, your your local church. And they don't really get up and teach. It's not like a, a pastor and a sermon. They'll have members of each, you know, they'll have a, a couple of members of the, the ward or the, the congregation. They'll come up and, and give a talk. The ward? And, yeah, Is they're called they call wards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> it's like a prison ward. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. Breaking it open, baby. Yeah. Um, so okay, so, so just like readings and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, basically, they'll just kind of, yeah, readings, and like they're just given a topic and go with it. You know, like the bishop will tell them what, what, he, what he feels led that they should speak about, and they'll get up, you know, and, and basically like almost give a, a short lesson on it. Is it like a lot of Jesus talk, or is it, do they get kind of funky? Oh man, like, um, I, no, nah, I, I didn't really hear. I mean, you know, Jesus <laughs> you weren't paying attention, there. but no, nah, but you don't, you get more Book of Mormon stories than you do Bible stories. Like if anybody's going to cross reference scripture, then it's going to be from the Book of Mormon and not, they'll, 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 cause they do use the Bible too. Okay? Yeah. And and they'll they'll give some quotes from the Bible, but ninety percent come from the Book of Mormon because that's you know that's their leg up. That's what makes them different. Yeah. So that's that's their niche. So that's what they. I knew Book of Mormon, you know, like the back of my hand as a kid, but I I didn't know a whole lot about Jesus. I, I knew he died for our sins, but you know we weren't told to really talk about the cross. You don't talk about that because that was. 
too painful for him. There's no crosses in a Mormon church. Right. Anything like that. You won't see that. It's not talked about much. Uh, they'll say what he did in the Garden of Gethsemane was more than what happened at the cross, was more agonizing for him. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, huh. it's, it's very different. It's yeah. very different. Now I'm not I'm not trying to like I said I'm not trying to make the whole episode about Mormonism I mean heck, I'm I'm down but uh, I'm sure you got s- some other stuff we we can delve into but um do you like remember any stories from the Book of Mormon I gotta say through all the research that I've done I I think that the Book of Mormon is probably like the least read literature that I've personally. Like I, I just haven't really looked at it that much. Got got mm-hmm. too many too many other weird stuff to look at. I mean, what's it like? Is it just totally different stories, different everything? Well, yeah. I mean, it it pretty much it will talk about somebody who these are all. It's basically written like a Bible. You have you know transcripts written by individual prophets, as they call them, and coming from uh, the Tower of Babel when whenever all the languages were scattered. Yeah. Right? And then they had a branch from there that uh, recordings from a branch from the people from there that came to the Americas and basically are the native Americans. Oh, and yeah. um, that's, that's just a, a record from what happened from that point to, you know, later. Sure. Uh, sure. I forgot yeah. about that part. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. All right. Yeah, that that's so <laughs> it's something. So you uh so your your parents started having a little bit of trouble, they split up, you left the church, you're around twelve thirteen here. Oh what kinda did you end up getting in shenanigans in your teenage years or what? No, oh, yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, my whole life has been shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh yeah. I did. I did. Um um, yeah, it's, it was, it was tough, like, when my dad left, um, but, uh, you know, I just kind of, my, uh, whenever my dad left, they were married, like, 20-some years, and my mom had a tough time with it, so she, she started drinking, and, um, I had a, it was, it was not very good, it wasn't just kind of, uh, you know, casual, it was, it was like, it was brutal on me. Um, my sister, she was a little bit older, so she was in school and she was more involved. So she, your she kind of was your able mother's to, drinking, you mean? Uh, yeah, but my sister wasn't around. You know, my mom would just get kind of hammered and just tell me how it just lied into me and yeah, a lot of verbal abuse, things like that. Yeah, yeah. But That's... I love my mom. You know, I hate to even say these things, but I mean that was part of my childhood and that was part of me growing up and you know that's it is what it is it it was i mean it was for about a year or so but you know sure yeah and and just to be clear for you and everybody else who comes on the show i mean this this is a safe place you know we all (laughs) we all uh have troubles in our lives i could i could tell stories about my parents and they listen to the show (laughs) so So, but you know, this is, you know, life, life is a long journey and people go up and down and even though somebody might hurt us, doesn't mean we don't love them, but also doesn't mean that they, uh, that we get, they get to keep it a secret either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, true that. So that must yeah. have been tough, man. Your your parents split up. Your mom's obviously having some trouble, and your sister's kind of seems like she was a little distant. Yeah. Um. So you were living with your mom the whole time, or did you go back and forth? Yeah. yeah no. No. I. I don't. I didn't think my dad really kind of. I think he was. He left, and he was interested. I think probably more in starting another life, and oh, I just kind of. So that's he, how I felt. He's kind of just doing a full bail maneuver. Yeah, mm. but I mean, he was still, you know, we do our, you know, every other weekend visitations kind of thing, you know, but, and then I, I, you know, it was at one point he was like, told me, he's like, well, I don't think you really want to keep doing this anymore. So, you know, and I know he was like in, involved with someone else shortly after he left. So Sorry. I knew he, I just kind of felt like he just kind of wanted to, to start his new life and, and didn't really kind of want much to do to do with me at that time and then it's like well my home life with my mom was just she would keep me up like all hours of the night just kind of like yelling at me telling me you know it's just uh, I'm you know just a scumbag for going to go talk to my dad and see my dad and then fill me in on everything else she could think of and it was eh, you know it is what it is when you grow up with well, not even really grow up, but just dealing with an alcoholic parent at the time. Yeah. And, you know, it just, but it, it, it wasn't that very, very long, you know, it was just for like a year or so. That's interesting. I, so it, she cleaned up her act after a year or what? Yeah. Yeah, she did, man. She did. I'm proud of her for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. She seeked help. And so, yeah. Well, you she, know what? I, I gotta say, that's great news. Um, you know, we talking about parents is is oftentimes a big part of the show, and uh, you know, a lot of people. And, and hey, I totally get it. We don't like to talk about some kind of darker times, especially when it's our parents, and especially when they clean up. You know, yeah. and that's and that's good for them, and it's good for everybody. And so, hey, I, I give her credit for that. I'm I wasn't trying to dig and make her sound like a bad lady. Um, no. So yeah, well that's that's great news. So seems like she uh, she did what she had to do. What she do some uh, AA? I don't even know if I'm allowed to ask that. But no, man, you can ask me anything. I'm I'm an open book. You know, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Um, yeah, she did. Uh, I think she did um, a short stint in a, a rehab and then went to AA. Oh, and... so she really got after it. Yeah. Well, now, I, was I felt this... like she about had to. Now was this on uh was this a voluntary rehab or a court ordered rehab? Nah, voluntary. Hey, yeah. look, it's looking it's looking yeah. up every every question yeah. I ask, it just gets better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's always uh it's about a fifty fifty when it comes to going to rehab. Either mm. you, you <laughs> wised up or somebody wised up for you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But so no, how did she, she did. How did that affect you? Did you, uh, you know, did you start hitting the juice? Was that a little bit of an influence for uh, you? Um, uh, yeah, of course I did. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, um, an influence, I don't know. I think I was just kind of there towards the end of things. It was just, I just got numb to everything. Yeah. And it was, I, I, you know, and then I just kind of, I don't know, distanced myself from, from just, I don't know. It just kind of shelled up. You know, I was always kind of an odd kid anyway. And then it's just. Yeah, you're uh, the Mormon yeah. kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 
you know, and then it's like, you know, my social life out in school and things weren't, weren't all that, but yeah, I mean, I started drinking at a young age and, and started smoking weed at a young age. And it was mainly just because like the one or two friends I had, that's what they did. And that's what they were into. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, like, um, one of my friends was like telling me he liked me better when, when I was drinking because I would talk more and uh, he didn't really care much for me otherwise. So I'm like, yeah. well, okay. But you know, I, I don't think it would have took him to say that for me to keep drinking. It was just, I don't know. It's just yeah. one of those things that's something I struggled with for, for a long time. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, that's a, you may not have meant to say something profound there, but I have heard so many times and even experienced a little bit myself. Um, you know, the, not just the like pressure or whatever, the social pressure to drink or just wanting to fit in or whatever, but mm-hmm. people just outright being like, you're way cooler when you're hammered. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like keep doing that. Cause then you can keep hanging out with us. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so did you, you end up ever getting in some serious, some serious trouble when you're in your teens? Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. All um, right. Let's hear it. Well, I, I don't think I wouldn't necessarily say serious, you know, when, when you're, when you're drinking and then it was like, well, when I started doing that, I, you know, I dropped out of high school and, you know, did some traveling and with a, with a buddy of mine and, you know, we end up, you know, living in, I don't know, a car for a while and just staying wherever we could. And, but you're just partying, you're doing every drug that comes your way and drinking on top of it. And sure. you do that kind of live that life long enough. You're going to get popped for court dates constantly. And I just remember <laughs> it seemed like, man, I was going to court like monthly. just like, Oh my God, <laughs> it just, uh, it gets bad when, when you recognize like the people, in court and you're just oh, that's when you know you're just like this, this is my life <laughs> when the judge knows you by first name when the bailiff yeah. gives you a high five when you walk in exactly yeah. <laughs> so so just a lot of drug and alcohol related stuff some possession maybe dui or something drunk public stuff like that um mainly just that when i was younger let me, let me like, just list some more crimes and you tell well, me I'll just Which check ones all apply? The apply, man. <laughs> just, like, yeah. Um, pretty much not not really drunk in public, but like, you know, earlier early on it was just kind of yeah, yeah, trespassing, just stupid stuff. Yeah, possession, but nothing major, you know, because you know, if I had it I was gonna do it all. You know, I couldn't really <laughs> there's nothing pace left myself. over. No. Nothing uh, to get caught no with. Pacing. Nope. You just go in face first. <laughs> and, yeah. But I didn't really get popped for drinking and driving until I got a little older, I guess. Mm. So I, I've racked those up. So but. teen years, no no hard time. No. All right. So far, so good. We're doing yeah, it. Flying under the radar. <laughs> yeah, somehow, I don't know what happened. I think teenagers are just really sneaky, man. You can get away with a lot as a teenager. Certainly much yeah. more than you can after you hit 20. Nobody gives you a break then. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't know i think my mom she always kind of cut me a lot of slack and i think she did because she felt guilty from you know what happened previous right uh, now with, with growing up now during this time you know you mentioned that the more the you know the beliefs of the mormon church is kind of sticking mm-hmm. with you 
were you did you still kind of consider yourself spiritually active or was it just something you grew up with and almost like in a past life oh i i, I consider myself spiritual but I, I wouldn't necessarily say spiritually active you weren't you, know, you um, weren't talking about mormon jesus when you get high yeah. with your friends no but in, and it wasn't even it wasn't even mormon jesus you know i i tried to just you know i always believed in them you know always mm-hmm. and um it it wasn't i never really considered it any different than than what you know your christian church would be so i, I never was it wasn't like i never really was like oh yeah i'm mormon sure thinking, just because of all the flack you get from it and I, and I was always thinking it's not that much different yeah than what you know, everybody else is y- you but, hear you that <laughs> you hear that a lot from mormons specifically <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no, we're normal. We're just like you. And then everybody else is like, ah, I don't think so. Like, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. On the surface, they are on the surface, yeah, right? Yeah. You mean on the uh, surface, it's similar at least, right? Yeah. Okay. You could pass the Christian mm-hmm. test if you had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as long as you don't ask too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so you're just you're just kind of hanging, chilling, doing your teen years, pretty much like any other teen in the in the country, huh? Yeah, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, continue. And here's the thing: if if I start bypassing something that you think would I would want to hear, why don't you just let me know? Because I've had yeah. people after the interviews uh, will be like, "Oh, this crazy thing happened, and you didn't even ask about it." I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> just tell yeah. me yeah yeah right. will do all right so so keep going with you you're uh getting getting in trouble yeah doing, yeah, doing, doing the thing did, so you dropped out of high school what age did you drop out of high school <laughs> uh because i'm an idiot um i i was a senior i didn't have but just a few weeks to graduate and uh, i was like i'm just like uh exactly oh and one of just, those yeah. Oh, you know, I was a, a teen who knew everything, and I was like, well, I'm going to fail English, but so I'll probably have to repeat. But looking back, I'm like, you know, even if I was going to, I think the teacher was going to pass you, you know, she's not going to fail you to make you re- repeat. Yeah, she, she doesn't want year. you any in there any more than you don't no. want you in there. Exactly. That's but, how you I know, pass like, Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just... But, you know, I was just trying to rebel against any kind of authority anyway. Sure. So that was what, what I did. What did your mom think about your uh, your little vacation? Oh, man. Uh, she, she, uh, she didn't care much for it because I would run away a lot. You know, it's like that's how I quit school. I went to New Jersey um, with, a, with a friend who, through another one of his friends, dad worked for Budweiser and was supposed to get us a job there. And so it made sense at the time, right? Sounds good. Yeah, so sounds like good. a sounds like a fun time. Yeah, so we went up there, and you know, yeah, never met up with him. Came back, never, broke and never got the job. Just sort of <laughs> partied for a little bit. Yeah, partied. Then then went down to Myrtle Beach and partied some more. It was yeah, it's just crazy. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing real, you know. And then. Uh, you know, I was with a buddy who um, was 
in a car. So it was the car he was in was in his dad's name. So of course he was taking out warrants on them, you know. Well, so that's how we ended up getting caught. But you know. just not showing up for. Wait, so no, he, wait, his dad had warrants. Yeah, on him. But you know, my dad did the same because I, I mean I would run away multiple times, and you know we'd be given cars, you know, like any parent would would do you know yeah and but it would be in their name so they if you know we hightail it to a different state uh, just boom put yeah. out something for like stolen vehicle or you know unlawful use got so, it. yeah well, i had several of those and and he did too so then we'd get caught with that and arrested and then that's how we'd get met back up with parents and then it's like <laughs> what are you doing boy they have to come <laughs> pick you up in myrtle yeah. beach or something yeah, yeah you know that's i gotta say it sounds like you had a, a decent number of run-ins with the the law man but you never <laughs> it just never built up to anything you're just just in and out pretty much every time Oh yeah, yeah. No, I would. I wouldn't ever get nothing major. I never had a pool like no jail time till. For till some later. reason, I was under the impression where like even if you just have enough of little things, they'll put you in mm-hmm. for like a year or something. That uh, probably now, you know, you got to fill the prisons, but right. it's um, now. Then it was just they would put you on unsupervised probation, and that was it. I, I got I got pretty good. I got got pretty good on a lot of them. So yeah. I, was, I was very blessed then. You know? I was going to say, sounds like you lucked out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Oh, good. Sure. So now I, I want to move in. I keep I want to keep moving because I, I feel it. it. Let's just keep the motive. <laughs> let's just keep this momentum going. I'll, yes, I'll let sir. you take it. Take me to the next step. Oh, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the next step. Well, it's just pretty much a con- continuation of of my my teen years. You know, yeah. I didn't change none. I was just stuck in a rut. You know, it was like, well, my main vice was always drinking, but I would do any pretty much any drug that come along my way. But you know, and that's just kind of where I stayed. And then I got hooked on all kinds of stuff there for a while. I was just just living a. a a bad lie. <laughs> Drop those names yeah. because that's a that's a wide variety of things. What what were you getting hooked on? Oh man, I was I I did I did a lot of cocaine. I did a lot of cocaine. That's and, expensive, man. Man, who you telling? But I, so I, <laughs> I uh I was staying with my mom at the time, you know, because like you can't live that kind of lifestyle and have any kind of decent place to lay your head right you know? right so i would you know always have mom's house to fall back on so i was that loser guy in his 20s staying at mom's but i couldn't afford anything else because you know i'd always have jobs here and there but you know all my money just went to partying sure so, sure and you um, had your sure you had your crew there anybody did anybody get into like some some like real crime or was it pretty much just partying nobody had a coke addiction they had to feed with a bank heist or anything i i mean you know i i knew uh there were always kids that i knew growing up and you know friends of friends that were yeah doing pulling hard time for just breaking in um like storage units and got caught selling guns and then it's like you got the atf on top of Oof. normal crime so you're you're pulling hard time and it's yeah you you always hear 
people like that doing those kind of things. So I always knew those kind of people loosely. But as far as like my net core group, no, um, we, we really didn't because, you know, we there was just a few of us that was able to work and pretty much just fell build habits you know I would yeah feel mine and, just some good old yeah. wholesome hard-working cocaine boys there you go yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's it unfortunately yeah that was that was a lot of my life but um yeah well that's interesting when when did that start turning around you're, you're still pretty young so it must have been you know some somewhere in there things started turning around um or do we need to have a talk about your current cocaine addiction uh, you know, not, not, not too bad, but uh, <laughs> let me think. Well, there was a time before I really got hooked on Coke. I was probably in, in my, um, I don't, I'd say maybe early 20s, 24, maybe. And I was, I was dating some chick and, um, let me see. I was pretty well strung out cause I think we just left the bar and I think I was on a, a bunch of pills at the time anyway and we of course just have a nice little falling out so i think that time i just decided i was i was just gonna kill myself so that's pretty much what i tried to do i um i went and got a um a, a cord to electric shaver oh, and wow. tied it around in my um in my uh closet and wrapped it around there and slapped it around my neck and yeah did that and I'll I'll just man I that that sticks with me very vividly um and everything that was going through my mind sticks with me I, I'll just never never forget it and you know just everything I saw and felt while I was just kind of hanging there in my closet yeah that's and great I, I, where you, you were just <laughs> hanging free yeah like you made it that far where you actually mm-hmm. were hanging no oh, yeah yeah wow. of course wow. I was just hanging and. Like everything was just going black, and you start seeing like colors and and because uh, I had been there for for a good bit, and um and I I had a voice very clearly, just like your voice is coming to me now, come in my head, and it was like if you die right now, you will not go to heaven, Whoa. and it was like when that when that kind of come in, it was just like what am I doing? So I kind of stood up and got my legs about me and just undid my neck and just rolled over to my to my bed and and passed out from there and i remember my mom she come in that next day to wake me up and and i rolled over and i was just in tears when she woke me up because i thought that she knew what had happened because my throat hurt so bad i just i just knew it was brief you know, and I'm like, all you got to do is look in the closet and, you know, there's still the the noose, the cord wrapped around, you know, where I was. <sighs> so I just knew she knew, but I don't think she did. She probably just thought, you know, I've been on this bad run and like, you know, and just thought I was probably coming down, you know, and just depressed, but and not really knowing how far it went. went to Right, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, just your mom standing in your room with Wait. <laughs> a noose hanging in the closet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to do so this in your own mama's house, man? I know. Dude, I wasn't thinking, right? <laughs> you know, and I think about that later. But see, that's where I was living, you know? Right, right. And it was just, I, I, you just, you, 
when you do something like that, you're not ever thinking about anyone else. Yeah. That's first and, and foremost. And, you know, obviously, I, I get the drugs had a huge part of it, but, I mean, you've got to be in some mm-hmm. real despair to, to yeah. I mean, to, to get to the point where you're dangling. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was, I, I was, man. I was in a bad place for a long time, and I just always just had this, I don't know. I was just in a really bad place. I, I surround myself around like evil music, evil influences. Like the only thing I watched was like horror movies and it was just like sick, twisted stuff. And, but it was almost like a joke to me, but it, it numbed, it, it will numb you to, to the reality of it, you know? Right. And, you know, you get on, on alcohol and on anything else and, you know, it totally throws out any kind of, you know, it just makes things a lot worse. So, you know, yeah, that that was that. So, so I, I, like I said, mom woke me up and I was bawling like a baby because I thought she knew and she didn't. And I didn't have a bruise around my neck, but I just, like I said, it hurt to swallow anything. Like, uh, oh, I didn't gosh. eat for days for because of it. And Yeah, and, that's uh, got to be like, part of the crazy part, just going the next few days just feeling that still around your neck like that yeah so um my mom my sister she lived out in tennessee and a day we had spoke previously about maybe coming out there and me doing some work for my brother-in-law so i was on a plane out there just to kind of get away you know after all that happened i I just i i couldn't even hardly look at myself in the mirror i I didn't want to be around my friends i was like i had enough because then it didn't after the fact is when you really start to think like, okay, well, you know, the person that would have found me would, would have been my mother, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, how did that resolve? Did she ever find out that you were doing that or she just thought, Oh, he's crying again. Yeah. Probably like drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I don't, I don't think she ever really knew. Um, I don't know if I've ever told her. Wow. Um, yeah, I may have later. When I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, mom. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Let me, yeah, t- let me tell you the story. A real belligerent. Yeah. 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 Wow. Alcohol brings out the best in people. Oh, that's <laughs> what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. wow. That's, that's pretty intense, man. So you, but it sounds like right after that, you, I mean, you decided that there needed to be a real change. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister, she was involved with the church. So that's where I was like, okay, well, I mean, I, I just, I just need to get back in the church and clean myself up and, you know, start a start over. And it it was, you know, theoretically, yeah, it would have been good. And it was good. It was good. So that was the, uh, the Mormon church. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. Yeah, she was Mormon at that time. And so I went out there and stayed with her and, you know, it was nice, but I ended up getting my own place because I stayed with my sister for a few weeks. So there wasn't nothing going on there, you know, so I was able to kind of clean up and sober up for, for yeah. a few weeks, about a month. And then till I got my own place and then, Hey, right back on doing my same old tricks. Did you, uh, did you share that with your sister? Your suicide yeah. attempt? No, nah. no, just nope. kind of kept it a secret. Have you told anybody? Yeah. And okay. it was, I I have, and it was like later, you know, and it was right. people that I thought were my friends and 
And they just didn't care. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Which sucked, but I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I had another friend who died the same way. And, uh, and it was like, at the time it was my best friend's brother. And so there, you know, it was just a subject that was like, Oh, I don't know if they even thought I was on the up and up, you know, about it. Or if I like, if you're telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, it sounds like you're really a Hank. <laughs> well, right, and you know when you're in the scene, when you're, uh, you know, kind of deep into the party scene, doing a lot of drugs, doing yeah. a lot of alcohol, when it when it becomes a habit or a lifestyle, I mean, yeah, it's you just kind of lose that empathy, or just kind of lose interest in in things like that going on with people around you. Yeah, but I mean, what do you even say to that, too? You know, I mean. Exactly. It's it's. I guess it also depends know. how you brought it up too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. man, this is a good cheeseburger. Did I mention I tried to hang myself? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, well, okay. So it's but it sounds like you kind of went right back into the same rut when you went out uh, mm-hmm. with your sister. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I did. That's yeah that's been my my m o for what was it like going back to the Mormon church after all that time? Well, it wasn't bad because it was like uh you know you almost take a deep breath because you know I was trying to get clean, I was trying to do what was right, trying to live up to their standards, and it was like and i had i didn't have no familiar faces, so when I'd walk through the doors, it would be like no judgment as far as like oh, where have you been the past you know fifteen years right but right. And, and I don't think you know, but you get that at any church, I think well, and I don't even know if people really think like that, but that's just the kind of perception that that sometimes you tell yourself to to be able to not go back, you know mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was fine. I thought it was what I needed at the time, and and just some uh, structure, something like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, as soon as I got my own place, I, I didn't go back to church just because I wasn't. You know, I didn't really. I had more, more, more things that were higher on the on the um, priority list, which was just partying. Yeah. You know? So you made made some friends out there and uh, got back in the groove. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just what you do, and then you just keep doing that until you end up <laughs> not the same shape. Just broke, and it was like, man, I'm gonna get kicked out of my apartment just from you know partying too much. And I'm like, I don't have a dime to my name. I wrote a bad check for my plane ticket home. <laughs> yeah. Now. Um, Getting back into the same patterns, did you end up starting getting in the same trouble, getting picked up uh, here and there? Did you, I mean, did you get to the point where you, you know, were considering going back into the closet? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, you don't. Mm, mm, not to that extent. I mean, you all a lot of times you'll have those you know thoughts in your mind, but just like with anything else, right? You, you, when you get a bad idea, you just brush it out. Yeah, yeah. But never, never to that point where I was that that one night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So then, what happens next? Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So uh, come back to North Carolina. <laughs> that was a very telling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And it's it's just kind of sad. It's just like I just pick up 
here where I left off right out there, you know, I come back to my mom's house to chill and get a job and then just pick back up with my old friends and pick right back up into my same old habits and same old addictions and, and going from there and then just, you know, racking up DUIs and everything else. And How many DUIs did you get? Uh, I was convicted of three. <laughs> yeah, well, um, depending, I got out of one. Depending yeah. on the timing of that, that'll get you some hard time. Well, at least it will now. Maybe it's different back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'd stressed them out um, pretty good. Yeah. I got, I don't know, I got tagged for two back to back, but like in about a, a month or two. So that didn't really look good. There wasn't much getting out of, of those, but nope. yeah, you know. All right, but still no hard time. Just getting just getting a lot of slaps well, on the wrist, it looks, seems like. Yeah, well, you know. You Lost your, your license. license forever, yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. Like this past year was like the first year I've had my license without having a breathalyzer. <laughs> I'm paying for mistakes I've done at almost 40 that I've done when I was like, 29 man you those know, things like, are expensive dude heck yeah heck yeah so <laughs> yeah time served as far as i'm concerned sure it's, sure uh, yeah yeah you, you didn't get any accidents hurt nobody oh yeah i mean i get in accidents um let's see i but let me think i hit one person oh my gosh in a, in a vehicle yeah <laughs> um but i would hit mailboxes you know i'd Oh, yeah. so you were like real drunk driving. Well, yeah. Like messing, yeah. messing things up. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I, I never had no kind of. Um, Come on now, Jack. No, no kind of, no kind of. Um, uh, like I, I wouldn't pace myself. It was all, like all or nothing. You know. Right now, and, who, who is this person yeah. that you hit? Are they okay? Yeah, yeah, they're alive and kicking. Um, they sued <laughs> they sued and they got their money and but you know fortunately fortunately um because i was in my mom's truck at the time so they come after her too it was nasty and uh but fortunately we didn't end up having to pay anything it was just from her insurance company covered that but nonetheless it's scary because i'm just like man my mistakes could cost my mom everything right well I, yeah that that's when uh, you kind of start learning that your consequences you know, don't just affect you. Yeah. Oh gosh, I should have learned that a long time ago, but I just <laughs> never did. I'm hard-headed, right? I guess pretty, pretty. Uh, I mean, you got to be selfish to to keep making these kind of mistakes. Yeah. They're uh, having these kind of consequences. I mean, you know, it's a tough thing to say about yourself, but if, yeah, I mean, you, you're just you're selfish to do those kind of things, right? Very much. Now, again, stop me if I skip over anything, but um. So yeah. are are you Mormon now or are you have you no. switched over to uh good old good old Protestantism? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am I'm no longer Mormon. I um kinda got in to the conspiracy things earlier in life and and um you know, slowly started you know when you realize your whole perceptive of the world is not as it seems and then well you know you delve into that for so long and then you kind of look at your own religion and it's like well hmm, you know let's see what we have here and it's like ah, with all i learned about the new world order and illuminati and all that crap yeah it was just like you know 
you always had red flags about Masons, but it was like something I just didn't want to look in too much because the whole Joseph Smith thing. So we'll just kind of, eh, we won't worry about Masons. Let's look at, you know, the Rothschilds instead. (laughs) (laughs) So So you're kind of learning about all the shady stuff going on, but whenever it came close to, uh, you know, what you grew up with, you kind of, yeah. Dust it under the rug. Just ad- adjust course a little bit to avoid those little, those, those pesky little obstacles. Yeah, we'll just we'll just blame the Jesuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with a lot by blaming the Jesuits. Oh man, that'll, that'll, that'll get you make pretty. A living doing that, <laughs> that'll get you pretty far. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. They might be more right than they. Hey, yeah, no, hey, you're talking to the right guy here. Um, so that's interesting. You um, now, I, we got two things going here, and and it sounds like they're kind of related. But it, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned that you were getting into kind of the conspiracy stuff, getting getting enlightened to the things going on in the world pretty early. What mm-hmm. age did you kind of start exploring that? Um, uh, da, 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 da. probably shortly after um nine eleven. Oh yeah. Um I was I was working with my uncle and after that happened shortly after and and he had an old shortwave radio that come out of like an old battleship that he got Whoa. from my great uncle. And this thing is awesome, but like and so we would listen to Alex Jones on the shortwave. And uh, cuz I worked with him for for a small time in my my earlier 20s. You worked right with Alex Jones? No, my uncle. Okay. Yeah, All I right. worked with him, and we would listen to, uh, yeah, Alex. And um, that's a so classic that's uncle move, about. by the way. Oh <laughs> Sub- man, subjecting yeah. your nephew to yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones or George Norrie or any of those guys. It's yeah, a, it's a big yeah. uncle move. Yeah, but it was good because it was it was in his earlier his earlier before he got real blowed up. You know, right, right. Before he had the big organization. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that was a good, that was a good impression. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so you were kind of getting the full early Alex Jones treatment then. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. And what was that like? Kind of blew your blew your mind a little bit, I bet. Yeah, but it was it was funny though. But his early stuff was just it was so far out and kooky. But at the same time, some of it was true, and then some of it was just ridiculous. But, you know, and it made it tolerable to listen to, entertaining to listen to. Right. It wasn't so just, you know, news, like almost like a newscast about like it is now. Right, you know? right. Um, It was more, yeah, yeah. But I, I did that and then it was just kind of, you know how it is when, when you first wake up to these things. You go off the deep end and watch every YouTube video known to man, read every book you can get your hands on on certain subjects and it was just like boom 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 but right now did yeah. you did you have any of your friends were any of your uh drug buddies kind of open to this kind of stuff i mean because you you take a toke <laughs> or two and you could talk about that stuff all night long oh my gosh that's all i would do i think it got to the point where they they hated hanging out with me but they would because you know i'd buy beer or whatever right yeah that oh my gosh yeah and they'd all look at me like you're a psychopath you're not <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about and i remember like um uh alex was talking about how our money's going to come out red and blah 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 and you know we're going to start having colored money and i was telling all these guys this and then like it just happened like a month or two later it happened and they're like whoa he really was right and then it was just <laughs> like wonder if he's right about everything else but 
you know, you, you tell people these kind of things and not everybody will accept them regardless of what, what shape their mind is, you know, right. you, you know, when you're talking about how someone's whole structure of way of being way of life organization, oh, yeah. it's the whole is, world. They don't view. Want. The, the whole way the world is structured collapses. Exactly. Some people will just tune it out and it's easier to write you off as crazy. But you know how it is. It's like when you first get hold of it, you just won't shut your mouth. Yeah. So that's all you do is just ramble on about it. So that's that's what I did. And so, yeah. But no, nobody else really, really bought into a whole lot of it. It was mainly just me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to ask because, uh, you know, in my experience, people in other parts of the country, namely any part but California, really, um, <laughs> You know, it seems like a lot more people are kind of savvy to that type of thing. I, I did some traveling, and I was mm-hmm. in uh, I was in the South, and it seemed like everybody around me was kind of at least had listened to or made a semi habit of listening to people like Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was not there on Canary Cry business, by the way. This was, you know, <laughs> they had no reason to talk about it around me. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It. It does, but uh, I mean that they, they don't really take. I don't want to say too far, but I mean they'll they'll listen to it, and I'm almost shocked to find somebody who doesn't. But like people will know of Alex now. Oh yeah. But, and that's that's just about it. They, this might be somebody they know a little bit about. But now everything's so mainstream, you know, Illuminati's mainstream, and it's not from like the news aspect, but it's just all, everywhere in your entertainment. They'll put it there and make it as a joke and everything else. So it'll come up in the casual conversation, but something you laugh off as that's just a crazy conspiracy, yeah. you know. So it's it's just what it is. Yeah. And then, so. No, sorry to interrupt. No, I'm I'm just rambling. I don't even know where I'm going, no, buddy. No, <laughs> that's good. I mean, this is all part of it, you know. We that's uh I'm sure a lot of people out there can can really relate to that experience, especially people who are, you know, in in that part of the country. Um, mm. cuz you know, I mean, at least in my eyes, and again, if I get into t- t- some stereotypes, I apologize, but <laughs> um, you know, it kind of seems like, well, I'll just go with my own experience. Like people in the south when I met them, uh you know, Louisiana area, Florida. Uh, where else was I? I don't think I came. Oh, Tennessee even. Um, mm. You know, it seemed like a lot of people were into it, but they weren't necessarily the metropolitan people. They were kind of the people living on the outskirts, you know, mm-hmm. on a plot of land or in the swamp or something. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's fascinating. And maybe you can speak to this if you have any experience or know anybody. Something about living outside of a metropolitan area it seems a lot easier to sort of accept some of those things uh maybe because there's not as many people to tell you you're crazy but also you don't rely so much on a lot of the the structures that are affected by that kind of the government structures it's really easy to conspire or to you know theorize about the banker who's coming to try foreclose on your land well he's you know obviously part of the new world order well i think a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that you're not as jaded when you're outside in the country you know because you know then you're probably gardening and you're probably trying to self-sustain a little bit more probably more in the south and things like that just from what i know yeah and you know you're going to have more people doing that and more people kind of living on the outskirts and and not being caught up in and everything else in in the machine 
to say, you know, for lack of better terms, I guess. And and so it just it makes it easier and more plausible for you to see that, hey, you know, maybe, you know, things aren't on the up and up as far as who I vote for, because nothing seems to change. Right. And regardless. Yeah. You know, we're still at war, regardless if you've got a Republican, Democrat. Yeah. You know, Trump or Hillary, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, things are going to be the same. Yeah. The system is pretty predictable. <laughs> it's yeah. it's not a hard system <laughs> yeah. to predict. Now, yeah. what was one of the most uh, maybe world rocking um, conspiracy theories that you that you really latched on to? Oh, um, uh, I always believe in, in aliens and things like that. So, Interesting. you know, I, um, oh yeah, I grew up watching like old, um, unsolved mysteries and they would have people oh, talk about alien abductions. I, so I was, like, loved like, unsolved yeah. mysteries. Oh yes. Yes. So that was I'm, the like, sweetest show. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you know, I always believed and. You know, I, trying to tie them in to everything, you know, and then you get into all that crap. But it wasn't until I heard um, a lecture from Rob Skiba huh? when he was talking about our Archon Invasion. And that just completely set me kind of on a semi-course back to, um, you know, God. But in, in the early stages of my life, you know, as sure. far as getting back on track. But, yeah, that was a big part of it because... Okay, there was a big answer with the whole Genesis 6 thing, you know. Yeah, um, you know, and that kind of brings me to my next question. How did uh-huh. uh, these two things kind of collide? How did the the fringy conspiracy stuff kind of lead you to uh, Jesus or Christianity? Um, hmm. Was uh, well, it Rob Skiba? Do I need to call him and thank him for... <laughs> for well, I tell you what, he he helped me from going into a really bad path because, you know, when you get really inundated with these things and, and you're, you're trying to take, because I wanted to take every angle I could learning about these kind of things. So, you know, I would take secular, you know, well, that's pretty much a lot of it. And then you get into new age and then listening to like David Icke. And then, you know, later find out that after I bought his books and things like that, well, he gets his information from channeling and you don't really get into all that but you know and that doesn't mean you throw out everything he says but it's just like well you know just every lie is half truth you know so uh, trying to decipher all that and then you really start to question things and and um it yeah rob pretty much put it in perspective that was my first first experience as far as um being able to tie religion to answer these kind of questions because you never got it and you never got the full the full gamut of okay well satan is at the head of this machine you just got bad people in power due to money due to bloodlines not why the bloodlines are important or important but just that just due to these bloodlines you know and there were always questions that were unanswered but you just get what you can from it and sure yeah yeah. yeah, no, I think that's interesting. And, you know, I, I get emails all the time of people who, you know, usually come from some sort of faith background. Um, mm-hmm. And really, I mean, it's this fringy stuff and the connections, you know, between kind of the fringy stuff and biblical prophecy that really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it draws them close and they, they find a, 
a, a either a new relationship with Jesus or rekindle an old one or or yeah. something. But it's it's really interesting how they're they're so connected. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and yeah, it's uh, it's a big thing. Um, but it, it it connected me back to 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 God. But um, you know, I I was in, in that whole time I was I was doing all my research. You know, I was still drinking, so I I really wasn't going to church. I really wasn't seeking it. It just kind of kind of uh, you made the me, you guess. made the connections. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So and then I. I then I started to kind of when I heard other Christians talk about these sorts of topics and I was getting answers that and they were using the Bible to back it. Then I was like, that's what made me in turn look at Mormonism and what what I was taught there and what how it stacks up against the Bible and and even these other theories, you know. Because, you know, it's if if you think you're a God and I, I just I don't know, I, I could go on about that, but well, I'll reel it in for a minute. But it, hey, feel free, man. Yeah, We're flying just, free here. Yeah. Well, I just like, you know, well, when you're told in Mormons that that you can be another God and that, you know, you have your own planet and this and that. Well, it makes the whole alien thing. um very plausible. Oh uh, yeah, that's kind of a weird. Like, it's kind yeah. of a weird thing to reconcile, though. Yeah, like okay, well, could this be what some of other creatures are, and da da da, you know? But still, being able to tie it into a religion, right? And that's dangerous. That's dangerous. And yeah. um, and and them coming to to aid us or or whatever, you know? I can see that, and how it could go hand in hand very easily because Mormons follow the word of their prophet like it is gospel like it is coming from god himself they do not buck that one bit yeah so it, all he's got to do is put his stamp of approval on it and you know and all your that. will will do it yeah and it, yeah i i can pretty much i i look look at it as i would say even catholics would probably buck the system more if the pope would say something like that than it than mormons would if the prophet said so what's the kind of the implication that aliens are like the spirit children of some guy who became a god and now they're coming to help us or something? <laughs> no, no, I, that's not talked about, but I could see just, you know, how how it could tie together. Right, you know? okay. The, the aliens definitely aren't talked about. No, that's non-existent, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if something was to ever come about, then, you know... But you know, I will say this: this I, yeah, I mean, I've I've had dealings with sleep paralysis and things like that, and I've had to have you know people from the Mormon Church come and cleanse the home, Ooh. cast them out, and you know, just the people in the priesthood that I didn't have because I was ordained, but like I wasn't living right, you know, so I couldn't I couldn't do that, you know, through their their eyes you didn't have the authority to cast it out whatever it was yeah right 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 wow that's interesting so yeah okay i've you know uh, over the years i've talked quite a bit about my personal uh you know sleep paralysis experiences Mm -hmm. and definitely definitely had some some run-ins with like some very individual uh beings like actual mm-hmm. and they were all different and they, some of them would come and go and it was, it was very strange thank god i i 
nip that in the bud. Um, yeah. But what was that like for you? Oh, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> it was like I literally dreaded and feared going to sleep every night. Um, it was like I, you know, it's like you just lay in bed and it's like you just cannot move. I physically did not see anything, but I could feel them just like if, you know, you was to touch me on the shoulder. I, I like I feel that, you know, yeah. like anything, I could definitely feel like on one occasion, I'll never forget, like little hands from it would feel like a five year old. But I felt a ton of them all up my up on my back, just oh my. almost lifting me up. Oh, gosh. And yeah, the I lifting just, up, man. I, yeah, they're always trying to move you around when you oh, when they get at you. Turds, I know it's awful. I just wanting to. Ah, I yeah. had one. I had one roll me over one time in the middle mm. of the night. I could feel it. Mm-hmm. it was sleep paralysis, and it fully rolled me over from back to front. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah, Whew. but you know. I, I told my mom about it and she was like, all right, first thing she did was call a dude from church and he come and he fasted and, you know, cast him out. And, you know, we hadn't had no problems since there, you yeah. know, she has like that to that extent. But, um, you know, and so that would always make me think too, well, there must be some to it because he was able to get rid of that for me. And, you know, when you, when you foul up real bad, in the Mormon church, it's, it's a work saved kind of doctrine. Right. So when you, when you screw up bad, you kind of got to go, it's almost like confession, but you got to go talk to the Bishop and tell him what you did. And I was in there for, for one occasion. And, um, I was talking to him and he was like, well, don't you feel better after getting all this off your chest? And I'm like, well, no, but you know, and then I was telling him a little bit how I've had some doubts in the church. And then he pulled out, something from the Doctrine and Covenants, and it read, which is um, Doctrine and Covenants, for those who don't know, it's, it's, like, it's like the Book of Mormon, but it's just additional writings from Joseph Smith. Uh. And, and they're like, okay, well, if you believe the Book of Mormon, you got to take it all. You know, you, then everything else he writes is true, because if he was a man of God and you really believe that, then you believe everything he wrote after the fact. Ooh. And one of those writings was that, you know, if you join the church and you turn away from it, there will be no salvation for your soul. So that always made me very hesitant to leave because I'm like, man, if I leave, I better know because there will be no redemption for me if they are correct in their doctrines. So, you know, it took a lot for me to be able to kind of wake up and, and uh, kind of see what wasn't really adding up for me. So what was that? What was that uh, transition like, going from Mormonism to, you know, what we would call Christianity? I yeah, mean, was um, it just kind of a, an exploration thing? You didn't have a good feeling about Mormonism and kind of just tried something out, or how did that go? Well, man, I tell you what, I was confused. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do, and it was just kind of like. You know, I, I remember praying, and I was like, you know, what do I do? And it just, it kind of snapped, and it was like, you know, we'll just follow Jesus because, you know, that's what he was on the earth for to he, set. An he's example. the guy, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, that makes sense, you know. So then I was like, well, and then that kind of got me into um, more like your Hebrew roots kind of kind of thing. I hate to even label it, but yeah, it's more Hebrew roots or messianic. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, and it was like, well, 
and that's pretty much where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I still consider myself a Christian, and I don't I don't really go to a church just because if I want to say Jesus instead of Yeshua, I don't want to be looked at like a heretic. You know, I'm like <laughs> kind of goes by both, I reckon. But you know, it, it, all churches can get legalistic. So, oh yeah, and you know, we just do our thing but that's pretty much where it was for me i was just confused i didn't know where to turn and i was like well if i just follow christ and what he did on earth how can i go wrong how can you go wrong with that in that logic there you go man that sounds pretty solid to me yeah and and that's pretty much you know i was married at the time my wife she ended up joining the, the mormon church with me um just because we'd gotten married and she just I guess maybe felt like that's just what she would do. And whenever we first got married, I was still drinking. And she was like, well, maybe this will sober his dumb butt up. (laughs) He was very patient with me. And, um, yeah, so, um, but it made sense to her and it made sense to me. So that's pretty much what kind of broke us out of, of the Mormon church. And it's like, since I've been out, I've been able to look at things a lot more objectively than, than when you're in it. Right. And you're, you know, you're able to see a lot more than than when you're in the middle of it. And, you know, listening to a lot of like uh, Bill Schnoblin and him coming out of it. And, and that's really helped me a lot because I have no one to really to really talk to and and about about this kind of thing that that can relate, you know, because there's not many ex-Mormons out here. There's not very many Mormons out here, much less ones that still want to follow Christ and, you know don't want to be Mormon. So it's hard to find people to relate. So I ended up watching a lot of his stuff on, on TV and, and you know, it, it was a good coping mechanism, I guess you could say. Right. Did you, uh, did you feel any, I mean, I'm sure you were technically, uh, exiled from the church or something, but that, did that affect your life at all? Or were you pretty disconnected as far as that goes anyways? Um, oh man, I, uh, I, I guess, I mean, exiled, I guess I was exiled. I mean, I, we still have missionaries come to our house and say we're on their records. And, and I'm like, no. Those you know, Mormons and their stop. records, man. Yeah, I tell you what, they're in a, in a cave <laughs> guarded by reptilians. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, deep. Yeah, so I had, to, I had to shed some of my extra wives and whittle them down to one. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's usually the first thing on everybody's mind. Right? Yeah, why didn't I even think about that? Uh, I, I mean, that brings me back to your dad. Why didn't he just add a couple instead of <laughs> getting rid of the one? Anyways, life choices. There you go. Do you know if your dad, is he still a practicing Mormon? You know, he, um, he kind of left the church and recently probably within the past uh, few years, got back into the church, into the Mormon church, and he's in it like full steam ahead. Oh, wow. But it, it's helped him to kind of, um, I see where it has helped him. And, yeah, you gave know, him he, some he, structure, kind of returned back to yeah, something that yeah. was at least keeping him straight. Yeah, because he, he smoked like, he was a chain smoker, and so he was able just to quit cold turkey to go back to the church. Wow. That's hardcore, man. That is that for like, like, Oh man, I don't know. 15, 20 years. Easy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, you know, you see things like that and you're like, well, you know, I, I I hate almost 
almost um I'm not really slamming them. I'm just, you know, my experiences with the Mormon church and what I think about it. Yeah, but sure. I always try to carry it with kid gloves just because I'm an old man and you know, I see what good it's it's done for him and and you know, I just I, I don't know. I just <laughs> I want to help him, but you know, hey, you just uh, yeah, I hear you. And plant and, seeds, and that's all you can do. Yeah, and you know it's really up to God, really, to do mm. the work. And and if you you know if you ever feel called to <clears throat> minister to your dad or share with them, you know, then then you are obedient in that. But you know, mm-hmm. a, a very freeing thing I think for everybody is to realize that uh, not everybody is your responsibility. Not everybody's you know, salvation or, or whatever is your responsibility. Yeah. Ultimately it's not, I mean, you may play a part in it, but it's not, you're, if you don't do it, you don't just fail and you're in trouble with God. God, God's got a plan for everybody. Um, yeah. Did you ever talk to your dad about the conspiracy stuff or anything like that? Oh man. Yeah. Well, uh, my dad, he is all over Facebook and like it, yeah, Facebook is like, yeah, with me, but I can't help but post like flat earth memes. So uh, I'm doing that constantly. And like, so he knows, he knows that I, you know, my whole family knows how I feel about government and this and that, but they just all kind of roll their eyes and he's really gone off the deep end now. kind of thing. <laughs> he's one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Pretty much. So, so you I'm... know, they believe in the system and it's, uh, Hey man, take that from somebody. (laughs) Everybody's got to believe in something. Some people it's Mormon Jesus. Other people it's the, you know, whatever political party they think is best. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, I was going to ask, you know, the whole journey from, you know, that's involved in waking up. And it sounds like you started yours pretty early and must have been a Mm -hmm. pretty long journey. And what I've noticed talking to people on this show is the longer the journey, the harder it is to really measure, uh, you know, the effect that it's having on your psyche, you know, cause a, a mm. long, a long, slow change, you might be able to cope with a little bit more. And yeah, you, you have those sort of world shattering moments and, and you start getting a little obsessive, but yeah. where are you standing now? How are you, how are you doing now? And, and you know, it's, uh, it, it always happens in waves. I mean, one thing after another, you can you can be totally hyped up one week and down the next. But how are you coping with the the devastation of the world? <laughs> oh man, dude! I tell you, I could not cope with it if it if it wasn't coming back to 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 Jesus to God. Right. Um. There's just uh, I, I, how else can you? Because I mean. To, not to sound terrible, but I mean, uh, it is it is not looking good for the future, for the immediate future. It's not looking good. Now, you can take it so many different ways of, of how bad it can really be and how bad it currently is. But I'm like, it's, you know, the only the only way that you can look at it and be at peace with it is when you're at peace with God. Yeah. That is it. And he will he will take you. You know, he will, you, you learn to walk in his spirit and, and hear his voice. And, you know, you don't sweat that kind of stuff, you know. And so it's, hey, if it wasn't for him, I would be, oh, man, I was off the deep end for so long. I, I remember me and my wife would be at the movies and the trailers would be going by. I'd look over at 
I would just be rambling on about what I saw and what it would mean. <laughs> just... She looked over at me and she was like, I just want to watch a freaking movie. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So you don't really realize you're just so inundated and it, it can really weigh you down. And But I mean, the only way you can be at peace with it is being at peace with God. And the few people I have woken up to it, and they'll come to me, and I, I see them because they'll get real inundated. And I can tell they'll be, be researching stuff, you know, and then they'll tell me, you know, I've looked into this and that. And they're, and they're all oh, hyped man. up. and Yeah, and yeah. then they'll get depressed, and I just laugh. I just laugh so hard at them. It's like, <laughs> I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, but I just, I think now it's so funny to see people that you wake up and see them get depressed. <laughs> right. I don't know why, but I'm just like, I guess because I've been there. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, it'll get better. It'll get better. And I'm like, oh, so you think that's bad? Well, look in CERN, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could just you know. send them. It's <laughs> almost like you could distract them just by sending them off in different directions. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, hey, coming up this September, you know, it's September 23rd. You know, you really want to yeah. scare some people. You know, there's just so much going on in the whole uh, prophecy end and, and, um, conspiracy and which i think a lot of it can go hand in hand you can get overboard on so much yeah just, yeah you got to take a step back man and, and i think that's where i'm at now personally i, I just feel like i've kind of taken a step back to a lot of conspiracy stuff because there's just been so much and uh, i've heard and listened to for so many years and it's just like okay well you know yeah it's there almost... ain't gonna be much to throw you a curve you know? <laughs> yeah well exactly right it's like at this point for me, and I know for a lot of people, and it sounds like you as well, mm-hmm. it's just like somebody comes up to you with a new crazy conspiracy and it it's not even a, – a lot of people describe it as kind of being jaded. And, and at one time maybe I would have dis- described it that way. But it's not mm-hmm. that I'm jaded. It's just like it doesn't surprise me. It's like, yeah, yeah. of course. Of course that's yeah. happening. <laughs> oh yeah it just makes sense well i'm like well yeah that makes total sense i totally agree with you yeah but yeah. you don't understand it's just none dude i'm on your side i get it <laughs> right i just want to pat them on the head and then tell them something that'll really just crush their whole world <laughs> go look into this you know yeah you and know. and you know it's always a good at the right time and done the right way it's always a good uh you know evangelism tool or just just an opportunity to share of course, of course. And I think for me in evangelizing through it has just been CERN because you can there's a lot you can use there to relate back to Revelation and, and things like that and you know, well it's, everybody's different. It's just whatever they, they buy into. Yeah, everybody's kinda <laughs> that got sounds bad whatever they buy into. Well it really it's really like everybody especially when it comes to conspiracy, it's like everybody's holding their own hand of conspiracy cards like Mm -hmm. everybody will have that handful of topics that they're just like obsessed with and they can name all the facts and they and they you know have made all the connections and they're holding that card and yeah it's almost like they want to come and show you their hand and Mm -hmm. you know show you the cards they have and then you just take out the cern card and hand it to them and just watch (laughs) their heads explode yeah yeah, it's 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 fun to do sometimes. Well, but. good man. It sounds like you you got a good head on your shoulders. Sounds like you've been cleaning up your act for a while here and and getting yeah. getting everything straightened out. I'm glad to hear that, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah. No worries. Now, if there's, I'm gonna here I go. I'm gonna give you the chance. If there's something we didn't talk about that you are uh, 
just itching to talk about, hey, I'm totally down. If not, we can we can move towards landing the plane, however you want to take it. Yeah, um, I think I pretty much hit hit the high spots and the low spots. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The high, the high, the low spot. <laughs> All right. Well, if anything comes up, you just mention it before I hang up here. Will do. But with that being said, you know what I'm going to ask about next. I got to know. Over there in North Carolina, you got any crazy North Carolina dogs or cats or anything running around? No, we do not. We N- nothing, huh? Not even a junkyard dog chained out back or anything. Oh man, no. We got <laughs> we've we've had our runs. We. We got a pug. We had it. Oh for my gosh, that is a awesome! Few months we had it for maybe about like four months, and right. then my wife was pregnant and just broke out from it, so he had to go. Oh, she developed some allergies or something, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's too bad. Pitched the dog, and so then you know, we, a few years later, you know, I've got um, a six-year-old and a three-year-old, so they constantly—they're the most animal-loving children. So of course they're begging me for another dog. So we get a, a bloodhound. So we had her for uh, about the same amount of time, about four or five months until <laughs> he gave my it another oldest. try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. And my oldest developed an allergy to it and started uh, early signs of asthma, so she oh. had to go. So, and my wife is allergic to cats. So, oh, dang, you're just biologically restricted. I am maybe a goldfish, but you there know, you go. <laughs> yeah, their their shelf life isn't very long. No, although I've had some freak goldfish that live for years. Um, mm-hmm. I won't say that their quality of life was necessarily the best, but once in a while you'll get one of those goldfish from the store, and it just will not die. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Must well, be all that. I'll I'll put that out there for you. Yeah, it's all the mercury <laughs> and the. The fluoride yeah. keeping them preserved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. So, how about uh, how about uh, how's your health doing? Yeah, I mean, you you really gave yourself a beating when you were younger. It sounds I like, did. and I'm paying for it, brother. <laughs> I've got. I feel like I got arthritis in every joint. But oh, you know, I, I know a great juice recipe for you, buddy. That'll clear that right up. Oh man, I got one of those little bullet things. I don't know. Hey, that's I used good. to make smoothies and stuff, but now just with with the hours I work, uh, you know, I just, hey, hey, it, it don't really work out. It, I get it, man. It takes time and effort to do that kind of thing, and I'm I'm blessed to be able to you know spend the extra minutes to do that and i don't mean that <laughs> i don't mean that in a in a sarcastic way i mean really sometimes yeah. when you're hungry man just like five extra minutes it's just like nope can't do it microwavable oh, yeah. pizza right now but i remember when i first got it i was looking up all these recipes that were supposed to help with like inflammation and i'm like i'm going to get better Oh, and yeah. it was just the most horrible tasting concoction. <laughs> I was like, how can anybody do this? I think that lasted about a week. And then I'm like, I'm just going to make like ice cream smoothies. So I, I just kept doing that. Ice cream but, smoothies. Yeah. And just, yeah. You know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to at least make it taste good. And just, oh, that's eh. funny. Yeah. Hey, all right. Well, you gave, you gave it a good try. You gave it about as good of a try as you did with the dogs. <laughs> yeah. So we gotta give we gotta give you credit for that. 
Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, I got to thank you, man. This has been a great conversation. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, buddy. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I'll... Well, uh, 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 uh. sorry, I'm just looking at my notes, making sure we oh, didn't yeah. skip over anything here. Yeah, okay, good. All right, well, perfect. You know, I I got to say, it's been a great conversation. I think, uh, I think a lot of people are going to love it. And thank you for opening up as well about, uh, you know, some of those tougher things. That's, um, you know, that's not easy. A lot of people try to forget things like that when there's an extension cord hanging in the closet. And I think a lot... <laughs> I think a lot more people have extension cords hanging in the closet and don't necessarily talk about it. So thanks for doing that. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate the platform. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, you take it easy. You keep on keeping on. And uh, if you ever if you ever get a goldfish, you got to let me know. All right, buddy. Will do. <laughs> All right, man. You take it easy. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. That was just a... You know, it's just nice to have some boys back on the podcast here. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And if you want to check out his podcast, it's called JC Radio. Now, it's JC, kind of like Jesus Christ, but it's spelled J-A-Y-S-E-E Radio. And it's on iTunes and Spreaker right now. He's uh, up to about episode seven or eight. I suggest everybody go check it out. He also has an episode where he tells his testimony there if you want to get more of Jack in your life. Again, that's J-J-A-Y-C-S-E-E Radio. J-C Radio. Okay, there you go. Well, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, I just want to remind everybody again, hey, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, and, uh, you know, you feel led in your heart. I, listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts and some of them I support and some of them I don't. But this is an awesome part in history where we are able to give to the things that we like and we enjoy uh, in order to keep them going. And if we don't do that, you know, there's a chance they don't keep going. Um, but, but I'm very thankful to everybody who has given to the Patreon. And uh, I just want to let everybody know if you want to. Uh, partake in the opportunity to support this podcast. Um, the, we've got some goals on there. The higher we go, uh, first of all, my goal is to be able to get it out every single week. But, you know, time time is tough. So if you want to help uh, reach that goal so we can get it out every single week on time, you can go to patreon.com slash theory. And, uh, and, and just sign up for anything you can afford. we got some cool rewards on there and some other cool ones coming. All right. If you haven't liked us yet on Facebook, go to the Joy Spiracy Theory on Facebook. Like that page. Uh, we got a bunch of cool plans for that. And you'll also get updates as episodes come out and some questionnaires and things like that. Uh, also, if you want to join the prayer group, you know, <clears throat> originally you could go and uh, email tjtprayer at gmail.com and you can still do that but uh, Kelsey over there running that group is doing a wonderful job she has started a Facebook group for the prayer uh, ministry there and you can get in touch with her uh, just search the Joy Spiracy Theory Facebook group or TJT Facebook group and I'll be stopping in there too so that'll that'll be fun for everybody uh, make sure to rate and review on your iTunes or your whatever you to listen to this on. Uh, I know other people do. I don't listen to podcasts unless they're on iTunes. But uh, Beast System, what up? Uh, but wherever you listen to this, please leave a rating and review. 
Um, you guys, I, it really does help a whole heck of a lot. And I know it, it takes a couple minutes and you kind of got to think of something to write and you got to put in stars. Um, and even if you don't want to do a review, just put in some stars. It really does help the podcast. Uh, on weeks where people, even if we get like four or five people leaving ratings or reviews, uh, <clears throat> it puts us on lists. It send us, sends us out as suggestions for people. And it, it's a great way to support the podcast and help it grow. So I appreciate that if everybody would do that. Um, a rating is just five stars. If it's if if this podcast is a huge bummer in your life, you can rate it one star. But if it's like a huge, uh, you know, a big yum-yum time for you, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. But you can uh, rate five stars. And then a review is just putting that into words. The Joy Spears seat there is a huge yum-yum time for me during my week. Oh, man, I hope that doesn't mean anything weird. Um, okay. All right. Looking through the notes here. I think that is about it. Thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast. I truly uh, love doing it, and I hope you love listening. All right. Well, make sure to tune in next time. But until you do, remember that when the sun goes dark and the moon's in the way, Joy Spiracy Theories here to brighten your day. Oh, that might have been my best one. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, I forgot about the voicemail thing. A couple people have been leaving me voicemails. Thank you very much. Go to thejoyspiracytheory.com. And on the right-hand side of the page, there's a little tab that says leave voicemail. You can do this on mobile devices. You can do this on your computer. You can do it almost anywhere. Go do that. Leave me a voicemail. Some people leave me uh, songs. They write songs and do that. Some people just leave nice messages. Other people leave weird songs that have hidden messages in it. And uh, if you do that, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to put it on the show. Uh, In fact, we might have one at the end of the show. Okay, there we go. Bye-bye. Basil, I want to thank you for doing this podcast. Joy Spiracy, I hope you know how many lives you brighten with this thing. It really is. No matter what mood I'm in, all I have to do is listen. And uh, you make me smile, man. I really appreciate it. And the world needs more of this. So keep it up, sir. You're doing great. Take care, buddy. Bye.